1: Hey guys, I love y'all so much and I hope that today's message encourages you. Be sure and like and subscribe if you are tuning in on YouTube. Comment down below what you learned in today's message and what other topics you'd like to hear talked about moving forward. And if you're tuning in via Apple or Spotify, be sure and download, rate, review. We love reading your reviews and it actually helps us as we prepare for messages to come. And make sure to turn on your push notifications so that you can know whenever episodes come out as we have new episodes every single wednesday guys i love y'all and i hope you enjoy the show hey there mma mcdaniel here this podcast is powered by the converge podcast network Awesome people. I love you so deeply and I'm so thankful that you're here. My name is Emma Mae McDaniel and I am honored over the moon to welcome you to the Have You Heard podcast. Guys, I'm actually extremely stoked because somebody... That is my sister and friend and somebody who I am thankful to know and look up to in so many ways is joining us today. And I'm sure a lot of you adore her and have learned so much about God from her. It is Sadie Rob Huff. And we are going to be talking about how you are not the likes and follows. We're going to be addressing what it looks like to go from liked to actually living in the reality that you're loved and the confidence that comes from seeking to live in the approval of God rather than the approval of people. And I believe that this will help us walk more confidently confidently and in more clarity and I'm pumped. So guys, without further ado, grab your headphones and let's get into the word.
2: Sadie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Emma Mae McDaniel. I got to I gotta change your name on <laughs> my phone so I can get used to Emma Mae McDaniel and not Emma Jenkins, which I've known you as for my whole life, but I love it. You have just become the most beautiful woman. You are rocking the wife life. And yeah. gosh, it is so fun to get to do anything with you. And I'm grateful to be on your podcast, cheering you on in your new book and all the things. It's very exciting.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. We're talking about something that I think so many people especially in this generation really relate to and that is the reality of likes and follows the yeah. desire to be approved by people the desire to be liked by people we just want to be noticed we want to be seen okay. and we want people to we want people to welcome us for who we are but sometimes we ch- end up changing who we are to be welcomed by people and it's yeah. like we contradict ourselves in the process yep. and And I just, I wanted to ask you just to kick off our time together. I wanted to ask, is there a time that you've ever felt pressured to present yourself to people in a certain way in order to feel liked or feel approved by them?
2: Totally. Yeah. So I remember whenever I was about mm, 17, 18 Really right after I was on Dancing with the Stars and before I um, had my, like, come to Jesus moment. There's only, like, a six-month period. But during that period, I remember really soul-searching. And I don't even know if Mm -hmm. I would say soul-searching yet. I think I was really just kind of – Gosh, I don't even know. I think I was really lost. I mean, honestly, I think Mm -hmm. I needed to soul search. I was really lost. And, you know, coming from LA, like Los Angeles, to LA, Louisiana, um, (laughs) it was a culture shock, you know? So when I was in LA and Hollywood, like everyone dressed a certain way, uh, a little bit less clothes. Everyone was really tan, really beautiful, um, living their life, having fun, all this stuff. And I think that um, as much as I did stay, grounded when I was out there. In hindsight, I'm actually really I'm proud to say that I was so in love with Jesus, even though it wasn't matured yet that I didn't go Mm -hmm. off the rails, but I also was so insecure and hurt and broken in other areas that were kind of starting to bleed through in that moment and really come to life um, that I started wanting to look the part, you know, I started wanting to wear the shorter crop tops and uh, make sure Mm -hmm. I was always tan and always looking good and always looking beautiful. And that showed in how I represented myself online most of my pictures were pictures of myself and you could tell I was feeling myself. And I've told this story before, but I'll never forget one day, um, Priscilla Shire texted me and I geeked out because I thought Priscilla was so cool. So I was so excited. She texted me and she was like, Hey, little sister. I was like, Oh my gosh, she called me little sister. And then she's like, (laughs) she's like, um, I've been noticing some of the pictures that you're posting online, and I don't think that it reflects what you truly would want to reflect. It looks, mm-hmm. um, she said, a little scandalous. It looks like it's very self absorbed. Just was like super honest with me. Wow. And um, my first reaction was defense. I was like, Are you kidding? Like, compared to all my friends, like, this is nothing all of a sudden. I started like comparing myself to people and not comparing myself to to Jesus, to what I actually, wow. um, what I'm actually going for, what I actually feel called to, what I actually feel convicted by. And so took a little bit longer of a look and decided, you know what? She's right. Like, this is not what I'm going for. Um, around the same time, my mom had actually bought me a bunch of chat books and I got like all these books um, that Instagram sent me throughout my year. And like half the covers were selfies. I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh. What in the world? These books are just like pictures of me. And it didn't tell my life. It didn't tell my story. It didn't talk about my faith. It was just pictures of me. I was like, my life just needs to be bigger than this, you know? And so it was around that time that I really struggled with that. um, But I also, through the struggle, became aware that that's just not how I want to live. I don't want to live my life for me. It's actually not about me. It's not about the way I look. I'm not going to get my approval from people because I noticed that even whenever I looked the part, I didn't feel the part because feeling the part was contrary to my actual identity in Jesus. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot of learning around that time of life. And I'm thankful, you know, I've stepped out of it. But I feel like you know, even after that, of course, I still struggle with some of that. I think that's a struggle that girls will face. And honestly, becoming a mom has been the thing that has kind of broken me from that. And I think because mm-hmm. it's the ultimate selfless life, you know, of like, yeah. man, like my life is not my own anymore. Like my life is for my family, for my kid. Um, and I think though, you don't have to become a mom to have that breakthrough. I think when you start living that selfless life with Jesus, like my life is not my, all my life is his. I think that's when you break through from some of that pressure, that light, that feeling of being light brings.
1: That's so good. And I love two things that you said, one being that in order, I've really believed to walk in the confidence of who God has called us to be, regardless of whether or not people approve, I think does. Require us to have people in our life who, who call us out for good and who yeah. sharpen us and who are who are cheering us on in the race that we've been called to run by yeah. the Lord. And so I just I I love that. Like not everybody is going to have great opinions of us, and a lot of people are going to have great opinions of us. Yeah. But like in our corner, who are we listening to on a day in day out basis? And are those the kind of people who are going to call us out and because they love us enough to do so? Yeah. So I love that, and also. I love that. It was a personal decision that you had to make. Like nobody could make that decision for you to decide, you know what? Like it is a daily, not even daily. It's a moment by moment decision, but it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And I'm called to live a life that's bigger than me. I'm here for a bigger purpose than myself. And that should hype us up, but no, no approval of people could have made that decision for you. And so that, and it's such a testimony in your life that like, it's evident that you have personally, one, surrounded yourself with people who are spurring you on in the direction of the Lord. And two, you have personally committed, regardless of what others say, you've personally committed to seeking the approval of the Lord and not a people because yeah. you're a servant of Christ. Yeah. So that's incredible.
2: Thanks Emma. I mean, even yeah. if you look at the story of David, it's like so encouraging. And that verse where it says, um, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Um, yeah. I did a YouTube video, my first YouTube video ever on that verse. And I felt so convicted and I was kind of sharing some of my struggles that I was going through and the insecurity that I had. And I was like reading that thinking, man, like I've been living this wrong. Like I had been trying to live a life for outward approval, praise. And even though I wouldn't have probably admitted mm-hmm. that at the time and that that bluntly, that was true. Um and there was a shift in my life. Where I'm like Actually, the Lord looks at my heart and I fear the Lord more than I fear man. So I need to start stewarding my heart um, more than I'm trying to steward whatever this outward appearance is. And what I've realized is from stewarding my heart, like that's what's seen on the outside, you know, that that's the yeah. thing that shines the loudest. That's the thing that's the brightest. That that really is the thing that's the most beautiful. You know, you hear people say like, you're just as beautiful as you are, you know, on the inside as you're on the outside or whatever. And I think that's kind of like become a cheesy thing or whatever. But that is so true and accurate. My mom and I were talking about that the other day. Mm-hmm. Like you can be a beautiful person, but come across so ugly by your attitude, Or you could be a person that doesn't care much about outward appearance or beauty, but just be like exquisite from who you are on the inside and the servant heart that you have.
1: That's so encouraging. Did you ever feel whenever you were living for yourself and living for the approval of people and trying to meet the standards that other people were setting rather than comparing yourself to the Lord, like, did you ever feel exhausted by it? And did you ever feel content? Like, did you ever feel like, I've made it? Like, was there ever an arrival point? Because I think that that's funny, because we're all seeking it. But it's like this endless striving. And we're like, we're never enough
2: in that. You will never. It's like that, uh what, greatest showman. Never enough. It's like literally, <laughs> you will never, you will never reach the point where it's enough. Um, I remember, gosh, um, that time of my life feeling so insecure, probably the most insecure I've ever felt. Um, not anybody else's fault but my own, where my own mm-hmm. heart was. Um, and that was in season of life where I was I just gained like a million followers on Instagram for the first time. I was walking in New York fashion week on a runway. I was like outwardly crushing it inwardly, like dying, like just not happy, not Mm -hmm. healthy, not in a good space, living a double life, not content, none of it. And so, yeah, no, you won't reach a point. Um, when it comes to worldly things that you will say like, oh, this is enough. I heard Chad Beach say this a long time ago. He said, if what you have now is not enough, it will never be enough until Christ becomes enough. Um, That's the important part. And I think, you know, if you really stop long enough and listen to the words that celebrities say, they all say the same thing. Like, it's empty. It's not enough. Uh, Jim Carrey says, "I wish everyone would get rich and famous so that they could see that it doesn't bring the happiness that they think it would." Um, but then mm-hmm. you go to places like Dominican Republic and drive four hours from the airport, go to the you know worst parts of it, go to Guatemala, Haiti, go to Uganda, go to Somalia—all these places where they don't have anything—and what you find is some of those people are the most content and the most joyful, and they have they have bad things that happen to them. They have hard things happen. They're joyful. And it's the people who really seek the Lord that get the desires of their heart. And it's not desires in a successful financial way. It's desires of love and joy and peace and the fruit of what only God promises. So like you won't ever be content and find enough in the world, but you will always be content and find enough in the heart of God, because he is abundantly more than Mm. you could ever even think to need.
0: This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by...
1: With seasonal produce, premium proteins, and organic ingredients you can trust Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. It's time-saving recipes packed with fresh produce and vibrant flavors help you make the most out of these long summer days. Green Chef offers 24 always-changing recipes to choose from every week, so you never get bored. (laughs) The Green Chef meals that I've gotten to prepare have been just incredible. One of my favorites has been a dish that had jasmine rice, edamame, mushrooms, and I topped it with some salmon. It was incredible. Also, if y'all haven't heard, HelloFresh now owns Green Chef. And so now there's a wider array of meal plans to choose from and there's something for everybody. So guys, you can go to greenchef.com slash Emma 130 and use code Emma 130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Again, that's greenchef.com slash Emma 130 and use code Emma 130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Guys, I started taking athletic greens because it's a really easy way to take care of myself and stay healthy. It's packed with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. So in just a matter of seconds, I can have a green smoothie each morning. Athletic greens is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And I'm going to be so honest with y'all. It's not my favorite taste in the world, given the fact that it has all these incredible ingredients in it. Sometimes the best things that we take for ourselves may not taste the best but I love it because of how good it is for me and I know I'm fueling my body with good things and right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Emma. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Emma to take ownership over your health and pick up the daily ultimate nutritional insurance. Is just fun. The bubbles, the flavors, and even the sound you make when opening up a can of your favorite soda. It's just fun. But what's not so fun about it is the loads of sugar, the corn syrup, and all the other artificial ingredients that soda has. But I have really exciting news. Olipop is much much lower in sugar than conventional sodas with only 2-5 to grams of sugar from natural sources. No added sugar. Their vintage cola has just 2 grams of sugar as compared to a regular coca-cola which has 39 grams of sugar. Their orange squeeze has 5 grams of sugar compared to orange Fanta which has 44 grams of sugar. All of their products are non-GMO, vegan, paleo, and keto friendly with less than 8 grams of net carbs per can. You can receive 20% off plus free shipping on your order. I recommend trying their variety pack. This is a great way to try all of their delicious flavors. One of my personal favorites is the root beer. It's so good. You can go to drinkolipop.com slash MMA or use code MMA at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P dot com slash MMA. Olipop can also be found in over 8,000 stores across the country, including Kroger, Target, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Wegmans.
0: This episode is brought to you by Saks.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe, Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com.
1: Yeah, it makes me think of Paul saying like, I've learned the secret of being content. That yeah. I, like whether I have plenty or I'm, or I've so little, like I could do all things through Christ, not through yeah. meeting the certain standard or looking the certain way or being a part of the certain frame group. It's like through Christ. And something that you have said that I I just thought it was so good. You said this in your book, um, by the way. Those of you who are watching on YouTube, I just want to show you. I'll show it again later because it's so pretty. But this book, who are you following? Is who I'm. Um, is where I'm sharing this quote from. And Sadie, you said wanting to be liked usually means putting pressure on yourself to perform and be a version of you that someone else chooses. It does not necessarily give you the freedom to be fully you. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so good, and it made me think of something that my mom-in-law told me. And she said, there are times when we need to be rubber and there are times when we need to be a sponge. Mm -hmm. And what she was basically saying is that whenever I am like soaking up every opinion that people have, I'm setting myself up for failure Mm -hmm. because there's some there's some words, there's some like Priscilla Shires, like there's some words that I need to soak up like a sponge. I need to reflect on, I need to meditate on and put to action. But then there's other words that are not from God. They do not benefit my life. They are not going to make me look more like Jesus. And I need to be like rubber on the road. And they just bounce right off. Like, (laughs) and I thought that that was just so encouraging what you said that like, you're not even giving yourself the freedom to be fully you by trying to be what everybody else is wanting you to be.
2: Nope. Yeah. One time I, I literally almost put this as my bio on Instagram. I was watching this movie. It's a cheesy movie. I'm not even going to say it because I'm not even (laughs) recommending anybody go watch it. But this girl (laughs) said this quote and I was like, that is how I feel half the time. And someone said this rude comment to her and she turned around and she said, what you don't know is I am like rubber and you are like glue. And what you say to me bounces off of me and sticks to you. And then she <laughs> walks away. And I was like, yes, that is how you have to live sometimes with wow. Like there are times where you have to be like, nope, not receiving that. You can bounce yep. right off of me. And then there are times that you need to be a sponge and you need to soak that up. And mm-hmm. I think the difference is um, the rubber situation is normally whenever it's like people's opinion uh, on mm-hmm. your life, and it's like that does typically have to do with being liked. It's like I like you or I don't like you, and here's what I think about you. And sometimes yeah. the highest of compliments don't need you, don't even need to receive those because that'll make it go to your head, or the lowest of insults you don't need to receive because that is unnecessary and will tear you down. But then the sponge moments are the ones who truly know you and truly love you, who you need yeah. to listen to. It is your mom. It's your best friend. It's your family member. It's your mentor. It's the person that you know you're, you're, you want to be like one day. Priscilla Shire is a good example of that, that. That's the one you say, yeah, I'm going to let that sink in because mm-hmm. they know me and they love me. And the other side of things, you're like, I'm not going to receive that because they don't know me. That's not who I am. And that's not even who I want to be, you know, Mm -hmm. and those ones have to bounce off. And it's a hard lesson to learn how to discern how, how to not even discern how to become that, you know, like it's hard to not let things sink in that aren't meant to stay when someone insults you or when someone says something hard. But I think that's when you have to have, what like the Lord says, like to guard your heart. It's a wellspring of life. Like mm-hmm. what does it look like to actually guard something? It takes intentionality, you know, even just like yeah. in basketball, if you're going to guard somebody from making a shot, like this person you have to understand is talented. They, they are running at you with a ball. Their their intention <laughs> is to you, And you have to intentionally guard them to stop it. And there are some times in life where people are coming yeah, yeah. at you, with an insult. Their intention is to harm and you have to be on guard, you know, to guard Mm -hmm. that space in your heart. So like we say this, like it's easy, it's hard, but it's a necessary lesson to learn in life.
1: Yeah. Yes. And while we're on the topic of just the exhaustion that comes from seeking the approval of people and the importance of knowing what to take in and what to let go of, what not even to hold on to originally. Um, for those of you who are following through the chapter in You Are, that you are not the likes and follows, I want to share these things with you because you're probably waiting to feel like, hey, okay, when is she going to fill in the blanks? I want to share this with you just so you get them. Sometimes I need to be rubber and other times I need to be a sponge. We must get to the place where the approval of God drives our decision-making. We And this is something so powerful and we're about to talk more about the beauty of love, but we love others better when we aren't seeking their approval because perfect love drives out fear and I can't fear people and love them at the same time. Um, because we really do like get exhausted trying to take on a burden of seeking to please everybody because that wasn't something we were meant to carry. And Sadie, in your book, Um, you talk about the difference between being liked and being loved and how there is a difference. And I would love if you dove into that with us for a little bit of what do you mean by that?
2: Totally. Great question. So it's kind of like what I teased at earlier. Like being liked um, is very superficial. Being liked is very – you can be liked one day. You cannot be liked the next. You can be liked because – You're pretty with makeup and then you can be unliked because nobody wanted to see you without it. You you can be (laughs) liked because you said something awesome and then unliked the next day because you said something embarrassing. Like light, it comes and goes. It's not rooted in anything. It's just um, a feeling, you know, and then love on the other hand is rooted deeply in the powerful aspect of being known. And when Mm -hmm. you're loved by someone, it's not supposed to be fleeting. And I think um, one thing I have to say to girls listening is, I'm sorry if someone said they love you and their actions did not reflect that because that is confusing. And I was in a relationship one time that words of love were spoken, "I love you, I love you," but our actions were way more like "I like you one day, I don't the next," and it was a confusing space to live in. but to really love someone is to really know them and to really trust uh, them and so with that being said, when someone fails, you still love them because you know their heart and you're for them. when someone yeah. shows up as they are and they you know are um In their whatever gym clothes with their hair slicked back with grease and pimples all (laughs) over their face. Like they're beautiful because that's just who they are because you just love them. And I think a lot of us really desire to be loved, but we're striving to be liked. And you really can't um, fully be loved if you stay in that um, desire, I guess, to be liked because you're never gonna really show yourself your full self. So if you're never going to allow yourself to be known, then you can't really ever experience the fullness of love. Uh, I remember when Christian and I started dating, I told Christian, I said, don't tell me you love me until you know me. I was like, I don't want you to say the words I love you until you really know me. And what I meant by that was, I had had several relationships where two weeks in, they'd be like, I love you. I love you. I don't even know you. You know, like, what does that even mean? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so, like, it wasn't very powerful. Like, we'd break up. And then I was like, okay, so much for that, you know? So I said, Christian, don't tell me that you love me until you know me. And so a few months, we're into this relationship. And there's all kinds of I like you, I like you, I like you. And it's funny because there's a lot of insecurity in that I like you because I was scared – is this going to stay? Is this going to last? Because I like you doesn't last, but I love you does. And then one day, um, man, we just had the most vulnerable conversation. And we shared with each other the good, the bad, and the ugly, like just the stuff that you don't share with someone unless you deeply want them to know you and understand you and have empathy for your life. And so we shared it all. And the next day, Christian, um, so casually almost, um, I woke up from a nap and he just said, Sadie, I love you. And I knew in that moment, like, it was true. Like, he really knows me, and he really loves me. And it was so much more powerful than any other time I'd ever heard those words from a guy before. Because I knew the power behind it was, this man has seen me on my good days. He's seen me on my bad days. He knows the worst parts of me. He knows the best parts of me, and he's choosing to love all of me. And I think when you had the revelation that the God of the universe doesn't treat you like he likes you. And some of us act in that mentality. That's what religion does. Mm. It says God only likes you when you do good things for him. God only likes you when you're waking up in the morning and reading your Bible for 20 minutes or checking the, you know, you have a streak on the Bible. But that's not true. God loves you. And that Mm. love is not up for debate. God sent his son to die death on the cross for you Two thousand years ago, it's already established, it's already done. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do, what you don't do, like he does love you. Now, what does matter is your response to that love. What what does that love make you do? Does it compel you to confess and to draw near and to repent? Or do you just take it and abuse the grace and run with that? Like that love has to stoke something in you and mm-hmm. forming a relationship. So yeah, liked and love are so different. And liked and love are different relationships, especially um, your relationship with God. I think that's when you get to the difference between like Jesus and religion because religion is very much an I like you based model and Jesus is a very much I love you child model.
1: Yeah. And that overflows into like what you said, like our life to, as Paul said, like, am I here for the approval of people? No, indeed. I'm here for God's approval. If I were here for the approval of people, I would not be a servant of Christ. But when you think about how I I want to show myself as an approved worker and I am here for the approval of of Christ. Like I'm not doing it for his liking. Like I'm I'm not striving for him to now see me. Now he loves me. Now he approves of me. It's from a place of resting in the fact that he already does. And like you said, because of that, I'm compelled by his love to work day and night as unto him because I know it's for him. That's so good. And I feel like, um, oh, wait, before I ask you this, I thought this was so good in your book and I have to say it. (laughs) So you said, I would rather be loved for who I am than liked for who I I seem to be in the right light. And I feel like you already just said that, but that just summed it up in a sentence. And I just thought that was so beautifully put. And this last question that I want to ask you, I kind of honestly believe that you've already said it, but if there is anything else that you want to speak into it, sister, go for it. (laughs) But the last question that I want to ask is what encouragement would you give to the person listening who is living their life like their worth is found in the likes and follows? Like they're living Mm -hmm. their life as though their value, them being enough, is rooted And established in the approval of people, and they're exhausted because they're striving in that. And the opinions of people are ever changing; they're ever Mm. fickle. And so, because of that, they just seem like they can't get a break. What would you say to that person listening?
2: Man, I would first just say I feel for you because I've been you before. Um, I've been there. That is a real place to be. You are not crazy for ending up in this spot. This is this is the place that the world will drive you to. Um, yeah. And so I just have great compassion for you in this moment. Whoever I'm talking to, and I know there's probably several of you. Um, I remember this moment for me and I would just encourage you if you're that person to surrender, like surrender truly, like literally fall on your knees and give it up, like give up the desire to be light give up the desire to have a platform even, give up the desire Mm -hmm. to be famous, give up the desire to be noticed, give it all up and literally surrender that to God and say, God, because you see me, I'm enough. Because you love me, I'm enough. Because you put purpose in the very season I'm in, it is enough. Because you Mm -hmm. build platforms, I'm enough just as I am. Because you are God and I am your daughter, that is enough. Like just speak those words over yourself. I remember the first time I did that, Mm. truly surrendered that. And um, I'd just broken up with this guy I was dating, and I really needed to break up with, but it was super hard to do so. Um, I found a lot of approval in him. I found a lot of security in our relationship, even though I knew that it was uh, not good for me. I got home, I was on my knees, and I was weeping weeping and just surrendering that to God and I remember just hearing that verse like almost like spoken over me as I was on my knees that you are altogether beautiful my darling uh there's no fault in you and I just remember like that being so ironic that I was hearing that verse because the last thing I felt was beautiful and I felt like I had so many flaws and I remember just being so like captivated by the fact that that verse was just for some reason, illuminating my mind, that I decided to look in the mirror. And I looked in the mirror, wow. and let me just tell you how funny this is. So, if you've ever looked in the mirror when you're crying, it is a sight to see, okay? <laughs> it's not cute. It kind of shocks you. You're kind of like, whoa. Yeah. And I- I literally had like panda eyes. I mean, I had black eyes from my mascara and I just, I, it kind of made me laugh. Like it laughed in a moment. And I just realized then like, man, my beauty is not found in appearance. My love is That's not good, found in where I'm at. If I am. Um, likable or whatever it is. And my, gosh, my worth is certainly not found in any other relationship than my relationship with God. And Mm -hmm. um, I think the reason that verse was on my heart so deeply then is because I think that was the first time I actually understood the verse, that it wasn't about me. It's actually about the beauty and the pureness of God, that He, being a holy God, would be so holy and so loving and so kind that he would look at me when there's so many flaws and there's so much, but because he loves me and we are one together, that holiness captures me, that grace captures me. And all of a sudden, because of that, I am beautiful. And there's no fault in me because of his good grace. And so friend, I hope that encourages you to know it's not actually about you. It's actually about him. So when you receive his grace and you receive his love. You become beautiful. So surrender that today. Mm. Give that up, whatever that is, and just let his goodness make you um, come alive. Yeah.
1: And guys, y'all listening, this doesn't end with you, but it so continues with you. Like, whenever we, whenever we grasp this, and I'm not saying like grasp it, meaning, you're never going to struggle with questioning your beautiful again. But I mean, like, even in the midst of differing feelings, I know that I know that I know this is who I am in God, and this is who God is, and this is why I'm here. Like, you're then able to love other people better, and you're able to invest into the lives of other people better. And so I I just want to encourage you, like, you truly believing this, it's going to impact the way that you live and it's going to impact the way that you impact other people's lives, which I just think is so cool. Kind of like a full circle of our conversation that like we're here for something bigger than us Yeah. and how kind is God that he would invite us to be a part of something that's a part of his big plan to draw people to himself. I just think that's amazing. Sadie, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story, to share what God is doing. I love, um, I can't think of where it is, maybe in Psalm. I know it's in Psalm. I'll have to go find it. But the Psalm is basically all throughout the Psalm. He says, let the redeemed of the Lord Mm, say so. And then he walks through where these people were at, the difficulty that happened in their lives because of decisions they chose to make and how the Lord redeemed their life from the pit. And then again, it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And I just feel like that is what shouted from the rooftops of this conversation today. Is like, wow, God is so good. And it is because of him that I am enough. And it is because of him that I am loved. It's nothing that I've done to earn it or strive to make it happen. And so just thank you for encouraging us in that that is so steady and so true and so unchanging um and for those of you who are watching again i'll show you so who are you following i think this would actually be a really cool duo if you got them together because the one chapter you are not the likes and follows sadie's book who are you following is like a deep dive from that devotional. So it'd be a really cool little couplet. Um, so you should totally go get it. And Sadie, can you let people know where they can get, who are you following and where they can just stay in tune with all of the things that you are so, you are so faithfully stewarding for the glory of the Lord. I think anybody and everybody should be in tune with with your life because God, it points them God. to the God who gives us life and it's amazing.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Emma. That's so kind. Yeah, you can get. Who are you following? Pretty much anywhere books are sold. Um. So yeah, I think you're right. Emma it would be a great duo to read together. And then if you want to follow along my life, uh, my Instagram is legit Sadie Rob. And then from there, you can pretty much find me on every other platform. So I'll, <laughs> I'll shout I'll shout it out on every other platform. But um, yeah, I have a podcast as well, a couple that's good, that's weekly if you want to listen along. But Emma, um, man, I could not thank you enough for what you do. You are so faithful in your call. You are so good at what you do. You're such a good interviewer. You're such a good writer. Aww. You're such a good friend. And you and your husband, Josh, are a dynamic duo. Josh has uh, just been um, an incredible encouragement to Christian as well. And so... We are cheering y'all on. And if you're listening to me say this, I would say the same thing back to you, Emma. I would shout you out any day, anytime. Go read her <laughs> stuff, go listen to her stuff. You just have great wisdom to share.
1: Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. And for all of the girls listening in, um, if you are looking for an incredible online community to be a part of and to be sharpened and discipled and to grow in the word and to honestly get in touch with community that you didn't even know was around you who are running the race that's been set before them too so faithfully, um, the Elo Sister app totally go check it
2: out yes you
1: gotta and guys if you're watching on youtube be sure and give a thumbs up subscribe comment down below how you were encouraged what you took away and what you would like to talk about next and if you are listening via apple or spotify be sure and download rate review share it with your people go get who are you following go get you are that you can also get anywhere books are sold guys i love y'all so so much and sadie thank you again
2: Thank you Emma, so good.